March Madness is upon us, and as you fill out your bracket and watch the NCAA tournament this year, there are a few retirement planning lessons maybe we could learn along the way. Here on Mondays with Matt, that's our topic this week. Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, president, owner, uh, and all around uh, cool dude to chat with at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Uh, he and I are going to hang out and talk a little bit retirement bracketology, uh, if you will. So how's that for a, a set of terms? Retirement bracketology. Uh, bracketology. Money le- bracketology. Money <laughs> lessons from filling out your March Madness bracket, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you know, and it's a little topical, a little fun. So why not, you know, kind of merge this into the financial services world? And of course, if you got some questions, need some help along the way, as always, please check with a qualified professional like Matt at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I am doing well. It's fun to talk about bracketology. It's kind of the culmination of all of our basketball seasons. If you're a big basketball fan, fantastic. But if you're not, kind of like me, I don't watch a lot during the year. I okay. should watch a little bit more, but right. um, it comes down to March Madness, doesn't it? I mean, it it's really everywhere. You, like- can't, you can't avoid it, right? So. You can't avoid it, and uh, for those of you that don't know, every every team gets to kind of like have their shot at at winning the big championship. There's, going there's to the a dance, lot of them, you know? yeah, sixty four yeah. on down to you know final four, you know, and then the championship game. So uh, yep. a little, so little different goes on that bracket. And you get to play and you get to guess, and yeah. a lot of people fill those brackets out. So we're going to talk about everybody that today. does, right? I mean, even if you're not a big a big college basketball fan, I, I know people that fill this thing out. You know, it's like kind of like, especially being right there in Michigan, right? Obviously, uh, you guys, you know, just won the national title in football, which I know you were Woo-hoo. excited about. Uh, and the same thing with college, right? There's, it's a big, co- you know, Michigan State always is is always right there in the thick of things, you know, yes, when it comes to March Madness, and so you know, it's a big thing. So, uh, without yeah. we have a little fun with it, absolutely, and and that's what we want you to have fun when we talk about money. We like to have fun, and uh, we we want you to enjoy that too. So. The first part of, of our bracketology is really the predictions, isn't it, Mark? Well, yeah. I mean, so let's think about that, right? So I'm not a big college basketball fan myself, right? But I participate in this every year. Now, I'm, I'm down here in North Carolina, as we talked about before. And, of course, there's a couple of big schools, right? Just about every year, UNC and Duke are constantly in the thick of things, right? Yep. Uh, and my brother's a big UNC uh, fan as well as uh, my business partner. And so, you know, I tend to, you know, kind of go through and do the bracketology as well. And fill stuff out. And it's fun. You always see these things like different, you know, DraftKings or ESPN, lots of different places like, oh, fill this out. And if you get a perfect bracket, you could win a million dollars. So even if nothing else, it's kind of fun, like, you know, like the McDonald's game. You know, remember those McDonald's games, McDonald's games, Monopoly? And you used to go <laughs> yep. there and you get the pieces and try to win when you had, a, you know, I need a French fry or whatever. So same kind yeah. of thing, right? So we'll have some fun. We'll do some predictions here and we'll just kind of play with it and talk about the financial lesson. I'll let you handle that part. But thinking about predicting your outcomes, right? You, like most people, you fill it out, you, you're thinking, okay, here's what I think is going to happen based on my knowledge. Whether you've got a lot of knowledge or a little knowledge, you still kind of fill that out based on what you think. Well, same thing works for retirement planning, Matt. Whether you got a lot of knowledge or a little knowledge, you wind up doing things for your retirement future based on what you think, you know, and that could be bad if you're trying to predict things, especially things you don't know about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got the bracketology is just a, a series of guesses. And, it's all it is, uh, you know, right. You can, you can approach investing that same way. You know, um, it's funny because I listen to young people talk about 
oh yeah, well I hey I just bought some extra shares of XYZ stock with my app because you know I had extra money in my bank account, so it transferred to my brokerage. Well, fantastic! I'm glad you're investing, but if you don't know anything about these companies, why are you why are you investing your money there? Um, right. Predicting outcomes in in the in the bracketology and the and who's going to win those is sheer guess. And we think we know a little bit about it because we know players from this team, we know players from that team, and they. Did yeah, really I mean, you well. can make an educated guess on how teams have been performing, right? I mean, college yeah. basketball has been going on since what late November, right? Yep. But yep. still, you can you can make educated guesses, and you can in finance too. You can make educated guesses. I mean, a lot of what you do, there's a lot of things where you're looking at, you know, like the market, for example. You're trying to make, and not you specifically, but just people in general, right? You're trying to make educated guesses at the market based on its historical performances. But as we've yep. seen, it can get thrown to the wind in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And and one of the things we talk about, you know, is the difference in asset classes or or different categories in the market performing differently. Right. And year by right. year. And then we look at their overall performance. And, you know, you, we know U.S. large stocks average 10 percent. But there's some years where they're making 30 percent and there's some years where they're down 20. Right. But um, same thing with small caps and, in, in, you know growth stocks and value stocks and you got an international and foreign and you got short-term fixed income there it can all be confusing and it could be just a guess nothing yeah. more well but uh, okay go ahead yep. we have science behind us okay we have there is a scientific way to blend asset classes which actually reduces the risk that you're taking but it can increase the potential for your performance i just i just sat down with a gentleman and um he actually strangely told me nobody's ever done this with him before but hmm. Um, we analyzed all the funds that he owns currently. He just transferred them over here. And then we we put them into, I did what's called our investment policy statement. But I I picked funds that represent these certain asset categories. And we were able to actually reduce the risk that he's taken and give him some upside potential. Nice. Which was, he's in a much better situation than he was with his portfolio just days ago. And the reason is because we actually have a scientific method to measure the volatility, to measure the expenses, to to see, and, and some of it is like you just said, um, based upon you know we know certain funds pay certain di- amount of dividends into the portfolio. We know um, volatility measures, but it has to all work together, and you have to have a winning combination. And if you don't, you can certainly fall off that bracket. Yeah, if we're just taking a guess with our investments. Right. Like he owned a company that had four different mutual funds from the same company. And uh, that company just tends to well, sa- all own the same stock. Yeah, save so some of that. There was man. no diversification. You know? S- save some of that because I'm going to talk to you about risky picks in a minute. <laughs> Sorry. So you can br- that's okay. You can bring <laughs> that in there. So yeah, you're getting ahead, but that's okay. Yep. So let's talk about upsets for a second, right? So you could even um, you could turn a million things into it. But everybody loves a good Cinderella story. Okay, you're right there in Michigan, right? So in the yep. in the pro football world, the Cinderella story in the NFL was the Lions, right? It looked like I mean all the way right to the championship game two or three bad plays and a couple of bad decisions. And unfortunately they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. but everybody still loved the Cinderella story of it. And if you look at some of the statistics and some of the things that have come out since then, it seems as though people aren't very excited about this year's Super Bowl now, like, you know, because they were, I think a lot of people were rooting for the underdog, you know, AKA yeah. the lions. Right. Uh, so it's easy to kind of get hyped up about like a team that has no business being there in March Madness. But at the same uh-huh. time, think about your retirement, right? So think about your financial services wor- or your financial world. You know, like a market crash might be bad for most people, but it's great for short sellers. Rising interest rates might hurt people who are invested in bonds, but it helps people that keep a lot of money in the bank, right? So there's always kind of these ways to upset. It depends on how you're playing your strategy. 
Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And um, credit to you for uh, <laughs> keeping tabs on that. But it seemed like the whole nation <laughs> wanted the Lions to win. They really and, did. Like um, I, I've seen no one that's like very few people seem to be interested in the Super Bowl this year. Now that it's the Chiefs and the Niners. No, nothing offense to those fans and those teams. <laughs> I think people were just really excited to see a team that had never gone right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, we feel the same way about Cincinnati and in <laughs> Cleveland and right. know, the Bears. I mean, right. everybody. It's been so long since these Midwest teams have put anything on the board. It's it's just kind of fun to watch. But right, exactly. yeah, we all like the upset. We all like the Cinderella story, and um, we're pulling for that. Um, same thing in the in the financial world. Um, you got to pay attention to tax law changes because you know that can be an upset to your portfolio. Oh, there you go. Or, yeah, as you mentioned, taxes. You know, taxes take a huge bite, and it's one of the things that, frankly, a lot of people don't think about. So I, I pride myself in taking up the strategy of, hey, your portfolio can be a winner if you have RMDs coming out. We can save you money in taxes. You can? Well, I thought I had to take that out and pay tax on it. Well, no, you don't have to. I mean, you have to take it out, but you can you can use a qualified charitable distribution. So we can, we can kind of create some upsets to – the plan, um, save you money in taxes and put more of your money to work for the charity if you're inclined that way. So right, there's yeah. different there's different things or different options that you can pull a Cinderella story out of, but you got to be paying attention. You got to be working with an advisor who is conscious of these things and that can do this, help do this for you. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, you know, being down here in North Carolina and it's always Duke and UNC and it's a, you know, super heated rivalry, just the same as it is even Michigan state, Michigan, right? Every state has those interstate, you know, kind of rivalry things. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know, so when you're filling this out, do you put your favorite team to win it all? Even if, even if you know, they're not that good. And they probably don't have a real shot at it, right? But you have that team loyalty, so you do that. Well, think about you know where you are at, Matt, and a lot of the, your clients probably work for one of the big three, and they may have a lot of team loyalty to that, right? And so next thing yep. you know, you've, you're just a, a little overweighted, and too much of your income or even retirement is tied into one company's success. Is that a smart move or not? Yeah, I just had this conversation with a client. Um, so they get these stock options from their company, and um, they, they got a lot. I mean, multiple six figures in options, right? Um, and we're like, he was like, this stock's pretty high right now, and I'm thinking it might be a time to to sell. So yeah, you could pick your favorite team to win it all, but you got to be careful about being too heavily concentrated on that one team because, yeah. like you said, there, there's a lot of downfalls to teams too. A lot of it comes down to coaching. A lot of it comes down to players playing in unison, just a good gel. And then what happens if you get, you're in the final game, you know, and these the, they're the two best teams? Which one do we pick? Well, it might be just the luck of the draw. Who has the ball at the the last three seconds on the clock? Sure. I mean, yeah. literally, it can it can be that way. So yeah. when we're looking when we're talking about investments, you got to be careful. Don't get too heavily weighted in your employer company stock. Make sure and sell it and diversify it to take advantage of having bought it at 60% of its value yeah, back in the go. day. And when the market's high, if you got a good feeling about it, let's lock in those gains. Let's sell the stock and we can diversify and you can pick some more teams. You there know? You go. But if you hold on to it too long, you could your emotions can get tied into it and it can make it a very devastating investment for you. Yeah. You might. 
Great point. Great point. All right, so I'm going to let you go back to that story you were telling a minute ago. So Risky Picks is my next piece on this, right? So okay. we, we all, when we're <laughs> filling this out, sometimes, especially if you, you know, you might say, all right, I, I really like this, you know, these these scrappy little guys, kind of back to the underdog thing, and I'm going to pick them to win it all, you know, or whatever the case is. Or, or I'm just going to pick some of these, I'm going to pick all the number one teams, the top teams to lose because I don't like them, or just, uh, just for crazy upsets. So the top, you know, the top four number one teams, they're not going to win. Uh, any of them. Well, that might be a little risky because they're probably number one for a reason, right? So you kind of like to, you take chances. You like to take chances. To your point about that story you were telling earlier with that gentleman, taking chances is not a bad thing, but sometimes if you're doing it without any real knowledge base, why are you taking those chances? Is it just because you like the thrill? Is it just because you're trying to make up ground for lost money, you know, or lost time or whatever? Or are you just a masochist? Like, like what, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of uh, good feelings that surround the coffee talk at the cooler at work if you make a stock pick and it turns out sure, great. I mean, of course. You, so you get to brag to all your friends and your coworkers, right? But what I find is that, yeah, you, you pick too many of these risky picks or you do it with your whole entire portfolio and you're probably going to be sorry in the long run. Um, what we like to see is, hey, it's okay. I always tell people, if you want to gamble, and I say gambling, not not real lightly because it, it kind of is. You're, you're t- if you want to pick this, that, or the other thing, let's do it in a separate account. Let's not risk your whole retirement gambling and, or taking on these risky picks. But there are some risky ones that I like. And I've got some clients that um, we have custom built a couple of portfolios for. Um, a majority of folks, and if you're talking about your retirement savings, you want stability, you want steadiness of growth, you want that diversified portfolio to de- to you know, offset the risk exposure on the downside. But there are some people that want to have, hey, I want to have a fun account or I want to have an account that I can grow a little more aggressively. So we'll kind of play with that money, but keep it and you got to take it and say, okay, could I lose this? If I did lose this, how devastating would that be to my entire financial picture? And I think where you're talking about people get too caught up and you don't want your whole portfolio to be all these risky plays. Right. You want to have a pretty, pretty certain steadiness with the growth on our major retirement accounts. But if you want to take a risk, you want to do a little bit of gambling in, in a healthy way right, um, right. with some of that money, you, you might win and you might win big and that's okay. But um, I normally don't recommend that for for a lot of people because most people can't handle the loss. Yeah. I mean, if there's like one team that's number one, that's just dominated all you know, season leading into March Madness, and you just choose to throw them under the bus and say, ah, they're going to get beat, uh, you know, because you just like the uh, the thrill of the upset. That's maybe not the smartest pick, right? And the same right. thing with your retirement. Like taking some, you know, you've got to have some safety and surety as well as a few chances. And, it, you know, if you're one of those folks that like to take some chances with your portfolio, that's fine. But do that in yeah. moderation and work that out with your advisor on a strategy for that so that, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, you lose, it's okay. Like you've you've risked it, but you also lost it. But if that if you wind up winning something, hey, great. You knocked it out of the park. Super cool. You know, just yeah. don't yep. don't mortgage your retirement future. So that that really brings me to my last piece, Matt. And it's just basically, uh, you kind of said emotional decision earlier. So we we kind of all know that, right? Like uh, here in North Carolina again. Like I'll pick against Duke just because. UNC hates them, <laughs> right? It's their number right. one rival, right? And it's, so it's like you just, even if, to my point a second ago, even if they're the top team, even if Duke is clearly the number one, I know tons of people who will just put them as losing in this thing simply because 
their arrival. Well, same thing. It's an emotional decision with your retirement. Now, it doesn't have to even be the market, right? It could be uh, it could be putting off long-term care or it could be whatever the case is, but you're simply choosing to do something that makes no sense because you're just either scared of it or you're afraid to talk about it or you don't like it. Like I, annuities, for example, let's just use that for to kind of as this topic for a second. People will come in and say, sit down in front of advisors like yourself, Matt, and say, don't even bring up annuities to me. I don't like them. And you kind of think to yourself, well, what if it's, the, but then if it's the only product that's going to accomplish what you need to get done and you don't want to hear about them, how am I supposed to help you? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like you're kind of like, you're selling yourself short before you even know what the best thing is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, without knowing all of the 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 options there, you know. That, Pros that, and cons, all that stuff. There can be good, there can be bad, but what we tend to hear is, hey, my Uncle Joe had one or my grandpa had one and said, never buy one again. Right, well, right. why did they say that? <laughs> right. You know, was it variable? It was, was the it worst bad? thing ever, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, emotional decisions, we can get caught in this in any situation in life, and I think most of the times our gut tells us something. And, right, but right. here's, in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. That's a proverb. And I, it, you know, if you have advisors that you can bounce these ideas off. Uh, if you have a financial advisor, you can bounce financial decisions off of, do it. In bracketology, yeah, if you can just pick because you don't like the, the color of their uniform or maybe it's your <laughs> rival, but what if the rival has the best record in the league and they win it all? Right. You know, I didn't pick them because I don't like them. Right. You know, you're, you're just stubborn and you're kind of a fool. Right. So right. anyways, don't get emotional. I always say, you know, emotions are, are great. We're, we're designed, <laughs> created with emotions in our being. I think they're there for a reason. But you have to beware that because your emotions can lead you wrong, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, have you ever made an emotional decision that didn't go well? Oh, gee, uh, think, uh, only about all the time, right? <laughs> I think all of us have, yeah. Right. Um, and we think about it, and a little bit later we we admit to ourselves, yeah, I shouldn't have blown up or I shouldn't have... Right, exactly. Yeah, same thing in your investments. You can't be wearing your emotions on your sleeve when you're making decisions. You gotta run it by an advisor, um, and there's safety with doing that. Yeah, Um, indeed. Bracketology, like you said, probably doesn't matter so much if we, if we're um, no. I mean, yeah. If your bracket's busted, who cares, right? But you don't want to bust your retirement. You don't want to bust your retirement like your bracket. So definitely want to get take the element of surprise out, and definitely call your advisor to say, hey, what have you seen that hasn't worked for other people? And am I making any of those mistakes? Mm, I mean, it just makes sense to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great way to wrap it up. Uh, It's, you know, doing the March Madness brackets. It's fun. You can do whatever you want. We thought we'd have a little kind of tie-in to financial services and financial planning here. But at the end of the day, there is no real loss to having your bracket busted. But it certainly can be for your retirement. So make sure you're doing the right things for yourself and your future. And talk with a financial professional about your retirement journey. And of course, Matt is such a uh, such a beast. He is a financial professional, investment advisor, representative at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Mondays with Matt on Apple, Spotify, uh, and uh, the YouTube platform. And if you got some questions, check him out online, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Matt, thanks for hanging out and good luck with your bracket. Hey, thanks, Mark. And thanks for everybody for listening. We hope your bracket is not busted. I hope you're winning it all. But uh, in the event that uh, you need a little bit of guidance there, give us a call, like I said, on the financial stuff, and we would be happy to set up a bracket for you. All right. There you go, folks. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Catch you guys later. 
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.